Do I have something to talk about in the beginning? In the intro? Mm-hmm. Uh, new Wonder Woman came out. That doesn't Did have Adam Brody. It? I didn't see it. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, I saw it. Was it I, good? Well, I told you this. Um, Here's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. But what, how am I going to not enjoy seeing Pedro Pascal like go crazy and Chris Pine just be gorgeous? Like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy that. So, and Kristen Wiig, yeah, I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah. But I don't know. But I don't, if I actually think about it, I don't think it was good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But, like, definitely you should see it. (laughs) What an astounding review. There are just some very cheesy parts almost always coming from Gal Gadot. I have to admit, I don't know if I can take anything. I I look at her and I hear her singing Imagine, and I can't think of anything else. (laughs) Anyways, um, you should watch Wonder Woman. Yeah, I will. I probably will. 84 is what it's called. WW84. WW84. That's my it sounds like a really good shoegaze band. <laughs> <laughs>to Brody Quest. I'm Rainey. I'm Shannon, and this is the only and best Adam Brody fan cast. Shannon, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling ready to dive in to the various works that Adam Brody participated in in the year of our Lord, 2000 AD. One of these works was in 2001, actually, but... Um, it was one episode of one of the TV shows, yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So who are you, were you referencing yourself as our Lord, or...? No, I. you just say that at the end of years. Oh, I wasn't I, born in the year 2000. Oh, I forgot you're a child. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, today we're going to be talking about... Um, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I have a job that I have to do. First of all, if there's someone who's new who's listening to this podcast, I have to explain what we do here. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Here, This is our Adam Brody book club. Um, here on Brody Cuss, we take a chronological deep dive through the works that the prolific actor... Adam Brody has appeared in over his just impressive career. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about a, a bunch of different uh, TV show episodes and uh, I think one one short film that he appeared in um, during the year 2000. Um, but before, before we dive into uh, these new works, I do think we need to um, talk about our last episode where we completely didn't do the one thing we had decided to do which was <laughs> yeah. to, we didn't rate it we didn't rate the thing what do we rate what was our scale i forgot well no we're is. supposed to come up with a new scale for each thing so we're supposed um, to come up with a scale based on growing up uh okay. brady and we just didn't so do you want to do that now no i just want to <laughs> i just want to make it clear that i know a mistake has been made and we'll do better <laughs> we will do better do we, are we e- rating each thing on our list for today Separately? Oh God! No. Uh, wait, yes, I think we do have. They to, are but, very, but different we just quality. have to make it quick. Okay, yeah. Um, because I I can't I can't imagine <laughs> in in taking all of this diverse work and trying to boil it down to one rating. I think I could. <laughs> it's an Adam Brody out of ten. Okay, so uh, I think just start off. I'll just say we watched an episode of City Guys, which I had never heard of or seen. It kind of seemed like. Like Degrassi meets Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's about urban youths. Yeah, which basically just the, the the plot was there's a girl, there's a dance and the girl is planning it. And like she was getting too cozy with the new guy and her boyfriend was mad about it. So they had drama. And the only time where Adam Brody <laughs> showed up is when when the boyfriend's friend is spying on the girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, he's pre- he's p- pretending to be a waiter in this restaurant. Don't know how he just snuck back there, but he is. And he got the uniform and everything. Yeah, but he clearly does not actually work yeah. at the establishment because at one point he punches a woman's potato. Yeah, but he but he but he did the back work to to get into it because he had a full inter- uniform and uh, and Adam Brody is there mm-hmm. with one glorious line where he asks for a glass of water. Yes, 
It's I, that's all I have to say. Groundbreaking, it's never been done before. It's one line, but it's it's delivered. I think exactly <laughs> how exactly how it was intended to be delivered. Like he said it, and I was like, that is exactly how a person in a diner would ask for a glass that's of water. How, beyond that, that is how I ask for water. Yes, it was perfect. Yeah. It was perfectly done. Like like he was given so little room to work, but he he really like just took it and ran with yeah. it and made it his own. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd rate. So that, so that episode, City Guys, that episode of City Guys, how would you rate it? Can I say one thing? Yes. I, I made exactly two notes. Yes. I, I was taking notes while I watched everything. Um, I made two notes. I made the first one is that Adam is only in this for like five seconds. He orders some water. The second one is that, do you remember the live action Scooby-Doo movie? I didn't see it. You haven't seen the live action Scooby-Doo movie? No, it it, it freaks me out how Scooby looks. <laughs> This is a different conversation that I'd love to get into at a later time. (laughs) But um, what I was going to say is for those who have seen the live action Scooby-Doo movie, part of the plot is that uh, the bad guys are brainwashing teenagers to talk like like a a bad impersonation of what an early 2000s teenager sounds like. And that is how everyone in this show talks. It's just like, yo, 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 what's up? Homeboy. Yeah. They all call the girls on the show girl. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think I've ever heard them really say their names. They're just like, oh, thanks, girl. But that was the thing, too, is I was when I was writing it, I was like going to try and write down, you know, like some character names. And I was like, I don't the the girl. It's like this plot is about her. And I don't think they said her name. Mm-hmm. I was like, to nothing. be fair, it was like season. Yes, but you should still be like, <laughs> how do you get through that? How do you get through an episode without saying the character's name? Yeah. Like, um, I would I would give it a glass of water out of 10. Yeah, me too. One glass but of water. But one beautiful, pure, yes. crisp glass of water mm. out of 10. It's like that Fuji water right there. So next, because I think you're a lot more excited about it. Do you want to talk about The Amanda Show? I would love to talk about The Amanda Show. Oh my God. Okay. Which so you had never seen or heard The Amanda ne- Show before. Never heard of The Amanda Show. Apparently, it was a show that Amanda Bynes had on the Nickelodeon network in the early, two, very early 2000s, where she's just kind of the host of her own little variety talk show. Kind well, of yeah, it's kind of this parody talk show thing um, where, yeah, I mean, basically every episode is that where it's just like f- fake news stories, mm-hmm. Amanda Bynes, you know, being funny, whatever. And, and are Drake Bell and Josh Peck in a lot of the episodes? I don't know. I think probably just other stars that were on Nick were. Mm-hmm. At the time, but I don't know if they were like part of the cast. I wouldn't think so. They were busy, weren't they? Because <laughs> when because Josh Peck showed up in the same episode as Adam, and I got very excited. They uh, both did. Drake Bell was also there. Drake Bell was also there. They were yeah. They were both there. Oh, I didn't notice. I only I only care about Josh Peck. Did one of them turn out to be a terrible person? Um, I had a weird memory, like a like the trace of a memory that one of them turned out to be bad and I don't remember who it so was or what I happened. I can't remember. Here's my knowledge. Josh Peck is now like good buds with David Dobrik. Okay. And from what I've seen from David Dobrik's vlogs, which sadly I have watched a lot of, <laughs> um, he seems like a nice guy. Like last year, he and his wife had a baby, whatever. Oh, I remember there being beef because Josh Peck did not invite Drake Bell to his wedding, but I think, but I think they resolved that. Is that what I'm remembering? No, no, no. I think that Drake Bell has done. First of all, Drake Bell has done a lot, but I don't remember if he did like one really bad thing. If he did, I'm forgetting it. Okay, so Drake Bell, if you're listening, <laughs> let us know what you did, just in case we need to cancel you. Um, I love Amanda Bynes. I think that. She rules. Uh-huh. I, do you know what she's doing now? I don't know what she's up. What, does she still do stuff or did she quit? Because she kind of. She, I heard stopped. about her recently, but I, I don't remember what. Let me see what Amanda Bynes is doing. Let's find out. Let's do a little um, check in with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> Let's find out. Basically, so this this TV show episode is a tie uh, not even actually a tie in to Growing Up Brady, but it is a sketch on the Amanda show that she did about the Brady Bunch where basically like, the Brady Bunch will randomly appear and beat the shit out of some people. Um, and that's kind of the plot of it. The interesting thing... Sorry, you're making a face. What's that face about? Amanda Vines is pursuing a bachelor's degree again after undergoing treatment for her social anxiety, which caused her to drop her studies before. The actress is currently enrolled at the Fashion Institute of Design and, Merch- and Merchandising in California, United States. Damn. 
Good for you, Amanda. Good for you, Amanda Bynes. Can I tell my really good Amanda Bynes story? Yeah. Okay, so one morning, um, me and three of my friends... This is in in Santa Cruz. We were sitting at a a local in a local breakfast establishment, a little diner place, and we were at a table, and there was another group of like twenty somethings sat next to us, um, who were also getting breakfast, and they were really loud, um, and <laughs> they were arguing over who was going to pick up the check for their breakfast, and um, <laughs> one. One girl volunteered to like pay for for the the breakfast for everyone, and this dude who's sitting at this table goes, "Ah, oh, damn, thank you, man. You're the man. She's the man." And then in the middle of this restaurant, just goes, "Amanda Bynes," <laughs> and I think about that man every day. I wish I had the courage to just yell Amanda Bynes' name. Whatever you're thinking about Amanda just Bynes. Whenever you came across <laughs> got, any mention of any movie she's in, just He scream. got so excited about Amanda Bynes that he felt the need to yell, like, full yell her That's name. exciting. I mean, she's a man. It's a good movie. She it's is the man. Film. Anyway. Anyway, so, yeah, Adam plays the was oldest bar- Brady. Well, yeah, he was barely in this. Didn't have any lines, but mm-hmm. I did enjoy watching he him. Sang. He sang. Yes. And I did enjoy I enjoyed watching him beat up Josh Peck. Yes. I don't I don't know why. Once again, I don't have anything against Josh Peck. Like I don't he hasn't done anything to wrong me, but it was very satisfying to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. I liked it. I also noticed that he is the only actor from Growing Up Brady who returned to play a Brady. Yeah. Every other Brady there was not in Growing Up Brady. So I guess um I th- it was probably easy money. This is yeah. when his career was starting. He needed gigs. Yeah. I assume. He seemed to be enjoying himself. He had a big smile on his face. Yeah. Maybe I was just acting. Um, I would rate the Amanda show one bruised. Th- actually, no. I'll give it. I'll give his performance on Amanda show a solid four. Uh, just demolish Josh Peck's out of ten. Um, I think I think I'd give it a three, just because he didn't even he get didn't to really speak. Do much. He didn't get to speak. It's not his fault. Amanda Bynes, though, great. She's. She, yeah, she's hilarious. <laughs> she's the man. I she is the man, and I love. She is hilarious. Just in, I'm fascinated. You by seen her hairspray? Existence. Of course, <laughs> I've seen hairspray. Who the who do you think you're talking to? I'm just checking. She's great in that. You think I wouldn't watch a musical? Oh, has Zac Efron? That's Zac Efron. Of course, you've seen it. Are you me? I've seen it like ten times. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Don't listen to me. It's fine. I'm so in love with Penny. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. And um, Christopher Walken's the dad, and that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about John Travolta. It actually really upsets me. Um, <laughs> in that role, not like John Travolta in general. No, John Travolta me. in general upsets me. <laughs> if you're not willing to say it, I am. John Travolta's an upsetting man. Um. Oh, that cat scared me. Oh, there's a little cat. Is this not one you know? It's, it's uh it's Is Kylo. It He's named Kylo. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah, it's a rough namesake. Oh my, do you want to talk about Mandalorian? I we can't talk about Mandalorian. We're fifteen minutes into our podcast that has nothing to do with Mandalorian. Are you? You're, we've talked about Mandalorian. I just um. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Anyways, that's all we need to say. Um, What's next? <laughs> uh, next, we're gonna talk about Go Fish. Which is a series that, can I front this? Yes. It's a series that ran from 2001 to question mark because, because they, <laughs> there were five episodes filmed. One was never aired. And apparently um, they have not declared that it will never be aired because what? the IMDb and the Wikipedia page still say that it ran from 2001 to question mark. So apparently they're like holding that one back. <laughs> one day, one day maybe they will release this fifth episode of Go Fish. Go Fish is still running. Technically, to, to technically day. Go Fish is still running. I think it's. I think they're gonna wait after after like like Succession. You know, like Kieran Culkin really like brought up his game with that, and everyone's gonna be really. And now they've built up hype around him. No, wait, 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 wait. Okay, first of all, Go Fish is a, a show starring uh, Kieran Culkin navigating the highs and lows of high school. It was aired on NBC. It's basically Saved by the Bell. Um, I would love if, like, in a, like, the, for this fucking season finale of Succe- Succession, it was just this, ep- uh, the final episode of Go Fish. <laughs> Except it's 
Rachel, except after, except after the cold open, it did cut to the really intense instrumental music for the credits. <laughs> I want to see Go Fish scored like Succession. <laughs> And just like re-edited like succession. So like like they don't actually do things, but they just like they just they just like replay a lot of shots to make it look like the characters are just staring at each other really intensely. And like in this episode, which is about student council, mm-hmm. like they could make it like really intense mm-hmm. instead. I well, think there's, that there's a lot of like political intrigue in this uh-huh, episode. Uh-huh. There's a lot of backstabbing. Well, actually, because when you think about it, okay, the the the, the premise of the episode is that fish <laughs> is yeah. uh what the character is called. Um is that he he wants to become part of student council because he has this plan to like make it to like make it to the top to like mm-hmm. get ahead to of win everyone else high school well yeah and so it actually kind of is like succession in that he has like this backstabbing plan to like get through the ranks so honestly yeah i think they should bring it up i'm just very confused because because why did it get okay I- because this show okay, yes exactly this show had the setup to be great. First of all, the vibe seem like you said, it's like save it seems similar to Save by the Bell. But it's pretty unique. Uh, but yeah, but also and definitely also I'll get to Boy Meets World, some of those vibes, but still like exact but not so overdone that you wouldn't want to watch it mm-hmm. again. It's still it seemed and like a show people don't want to watch. It had the cast, once again they had um Andy Dick is in it. Andy Dick is in it. They had Will what's his name? Will Friedell, who was in Boy Meets World. Yeah. He, and like so this was a year after Boy Meets World ended. So like you'd think that that this would be a big thing. The writer, who the fuck was? Sorry, that was intense. The the like creators. I need to go find what their name and uh, Joe Flair Joel Flaherty. I don't know how to say his name, mm-hmm. but he's the dad in Freaks and Geeks, and he's hysterical on that show, and he's really good in this too. Like he's a great comedic actor. Like and Kieran Culkin, yeah, so- even as a young kid. Great actor, like great star power right there, it and was, he's super funny. He's it was, great comedic timing. It was created by by. The screenwriter for American Pie, oh, and wow. developed by someone who worked on South Park, and like once again, the cast is really impressive, and the show seemed like exactly what would have been like really liked during yeah. the time. So I have no idea why it only ran four episodes. They held back the fifth. Once again, on their <laughs> Wikipedia page, it says it says original air date unaired, and yeah. it's like they're just waiting. I would love to see that. Who do I have to talk to to get the fifth episode of Go Fish? I don't know. It is so, it was genuinely, I was ready for it to be bad too because I knew it got canceled really early, or I not canceled, really it just stopped it. airing really early. Well, but I loved it. I had, zero, I had zero clue what it was. I just clicked the link you sent me. Mm-hmm. The moment Kieran Colgan popped up on my screen, I got so excited. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, he is my, uh, between Liv and I, uh, he is he is our gay little monkey prototype you know how i mean have you heard people you call someone gay little monkey mm-hmm. he is like the gay little monkey prototype yeah, he's great which it's just which i must say by the way first of all gay little monkey has nothing to do with your size or your sexuality it is <laughs> an energy you embody and kieran culkin embodies it so well so the moment i saw him on my screen now even younger and more adorable i was like he's great yes i was so excited i wanted to just watch the other episodes i, I think i will i almost did I start it because the next episode started auto playing, and I was like, You're like mm, "But I didn't have time." And I was like, "I'll come back for you, Kieran. I promise." <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about this episode. Can I? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I was going to summarize. Yeah, do a quick. Summary. So, like we said, Fish joins student council, and uh, Adam Brody plays this kid named Billy, who is also in student council. Basically, just teacher's pet wants to do like everything perfectly. Kind of a nerd. He only yeah, very nerdy. He's wearing a lot of vests. Um, and he only has a couple lines. Uh, he's basically just like the, he's both very nerdy, but he's also in theater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you can relate. Um, and and so he's he's just scattered throughout. <laughs> kind of the comic relief of just being like the, the goofy nerdy guy. Um, and at the end, to the point where, because uh, Fish is like having this, kind of competition against this girl for who can like do better in student council so she tries to get him kicked off but he like blackmails the teacher because he knows that the teacher was embezzling from the theater fund yeah and so he blackmails the teacher with like with a very dramatic like a little like, hint he, yeah he little says clue. he says something like gives him this look and the teacher's like 
crap. Like he I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. So instead of backing the girl, he makes Adam Brody lie for him. And the kid Billy very willingly does it. Comes out and says like, "Oh, I saw her like fabricating she faked that. evidence. Yeah. yeah, I saw her fabricating the evidence. Blah blah blah. Like which he full." He did it. So he fully is just okay for with lying for this teacher, which I pain. found very funny. Can I say, so the girl who um, Fish is kind of going head to head against throughout this entire episode, do you know who she is? She seemed very familiar, but I couldn't place it. She is one of the girls in one of my fav- all-time favorite music videos of all time, the Give Me a Pizza music video by uh, Mary-Kate Nashley. With Graham flowing like a waterfall? <laughs> yeah. Oh my She's god, she was one of those. Okay, that's not what I was thinking. I think I must have seen her in something else, but... No. Oh, that's fantastic. That's the only thing that's important to me. That's amazing. I love that. Did you watch this? Did you watch the video all the way to the end? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Can the we thing talk about the scrubs ad? <laughs> okay, so at the very end of the episode, so already good good little 25-minute little I sitcom thoroughly episode. enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed I it. I wish that that was still what kids' TV shows were like. At the end of the fucking episode, because it's aired on NBC, there is an ad for a new up-and-coming NBC sitcom about three new doctors struggling to make it in the workplace, and it's The way scrubs. it was like, the way it, it was, I was cracking up at the way they were like, these mif- mischief, you know, like little like misfits, you know, raggedy doctors, they don't have it together, but they're figuring it out. All oh, the goofs they get into. It was just, just so that funny. Exact cheesy it was voiceover. so funny to be like, to be like, this is how they pitched Scrubs to people when it first came out. Yeah. And to be like, would I have watched it if that's No. <laughs> like, they did not advertise it well. No, they did not. But it was it's, so funny. It's also weird because, like, it's so not a... Because st- now it's, like, a very famous sitcom. Like, it is a, a facet of NBC's history. And the logo's not even there. At the end of the... The advertisement, it just says Scrubs in like a really crappy, free, like army type font is super weird. Had nothing to do with the show. Like clear, like, and it wasn't even, it was like, it's coming this fall. Like it was way in the future. Hadn't even happened yet. Still a total gamble. And I was so delighted. And it genuinely, I almost stopped doing stuff for our podcast and went and watched Scrubs (laughs) because that's how hyped it got. That's how hyped I was about Scrubs. Yeah, dude, I I got so I was like, yeah, it finished, and I was like, cool, let me finish up my notes. And then when I started hearing it, I looked up. I got so excited. Mm-hmm. I miss Scrubs so much. I love Scrubs. It's so good. I should listen to that podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach Braff and uh, Donald Faison have a podcast together. They're so cute. I love them. Anyway, so what <laughs> what what would you? How many how many how many fish would you give this? I would give this fucking ten Kieran Culkins out of ten. That's how good this was. Adam was barely in it again. I should reiterate but even, that. But even the parts that he was in he's it, goofy. he was good. And he's and he's in it a lot where he's not speaking. He's just doing a lot of physical comedy. And he's great oh, at it. And also, he's wearing glasses. He's wearing glasses. Chef's kiss. He's really bad baggy pants. But it, most of it's like shot only like mid-drift up. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, I love Adam Brody in a sweater vest. But so. also just the show seems great. And I'm so yeah. curious about it now. And I'd like it's, to uncover the unaired episode. It's on archive.org, the first four episodes. So if someone wants to go watch it, I recommend because Karen Cole can be great. Fantastic. I would, no, I'm going to stop. Okay, let's <laughs> I, move on. I was going to, I was going to make a bold claim, but. What was your bold claim? That no, you no I was going to jokingly say, I would say his performance is even better than <laughs> in succession, but no. <laughs> What's okay. next? Next we're going to talk about roadside assistance, fuck which yeah, fuck yeah. for me was, this one? yes, well, let me just say was an unexpected joy for me. I was like, oh, a short film, cool. But I was very excited once I started it. You can go ahead and summarize. Okay, so um, it's a 17-minute short, 19 if you count the credits. That's what the IMDb page says, but the actual video, which is on, it's on Vimeo, and it was uploaded by the person who wrote and directed it. So it's like coming straight from the source, even though it's only like 240p or something. Mm -hmm. um, And it's this little short film about this girl who is... um, just has a lot of issues. She's on her way to uh, the marriage of her two friends. Her college roommate and her college best friend. Yeah, her college roommate and her college best friend. And they were like all a little squad, but ruh-roh, she was in love with the guy and she thought that they were going to end up together and now she has to go and be a bridesmaid and her dress is ugly, it doesn't fit, and she's trapped on this crappy bus on her way to the uh, wedding with Adam Brody, who's playing uh uh he's playing a disabled former march of the dimes spokesboy um and a topless magician yes. who ended up being 
Maybe my favorite character Which, in the whole Can thing. I say you've gone this far without saying the actress I that plays? I was keeping it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> the the main character is played by a very young Rashida Jones. And I it I think we both had the same experience where when she first appeared on screen, like in her close-up, I fully had to stare at her for like three minutes well, trying to figure out, is that actually Rashida like Jones? Like you mentioned, the quality was very low. <laughs> Yeah, the quality's very low, and she's also and very she's young. so young. Yes, and so I was looking at it, because I was like, it started, I was like, oh, it looks, looks like a young Rashida Jones. But then I was like, I don't think it is, because, like, otherwise I would have known if she was yeah, in this. Rashida Jones was in but it, then yeah. I was like, wait, maybe it is. But I was like, I can't tell. Maybe that's just another person, and this quality's so bad that my brain's just making the connection. So I actually fully went and looked it up. Yeah, I looked at the too. cast. I was too scared <laughs> to commit and it not be her, but. And she's great in it. Um... This whole, and so basically the bus breaks down and they have to walk and she's like kind of working through her personal issues as she talks to this topless magician lady and Adam Brody, who, man, okay, everyone, it's, it's basically, there's basically three cast members, it's only 17 minutes long, everyone performs the hell out of this fucking script and it's super tight and well written and like as a film person, this was a delight to watch, like it is so lovingly made where I was actually kind of disappointed because I looked up the, where, what the writer and director is doing now and they don't really do like she produces a lot of stuff but she doesn't really write anymore what's let me find her name let me give, um, give some credit here and I thought that she did an amazing job Adam Brody is so fucking charming in this Jennifer Derwinson yeah Jennifer Der Derwinson Derwinson I would guess yeah she did she did a great job and I could tell that everyone who was there had a really fun time making this movie and that was cool that's always good to watch yeah so I just to sum up a little more um uh this bus breaks down they're told they have to get off it they get off it Adam Brody's character who was named Barry Barry mm -hmm. is uh very optimistic he's just trying to flirt with Rashida Jones basically and like have a good time and she is just pissed she is not having it and um so they start like walking and oh the topless magician lady i don't remember her name and nope. i feel bad i don't know if it was they even don't said. give her a name she she's called the queen of hearts okay well she i love her she has this great outfit and like a little umbrella that mm -hmm. she was like carrying around so they start walking it starts raining so uh -huh. they have to like run into this barn first of all the bus breaks down they just start walking they were in the middle of a desert like they're in the middle of nowhere i don't know why they just thought they're gonna walk I think they were in a desert in Nevada. She had to get to the wedding by six. Anyways, so it starts raining. They go inside this barn, except Barry just goes out and dances in the rain. Well, Rashida he's Jones. Quirky. Yes. He is a manic pixie dream boy. Yes. Well, Rashida Jones uh, has a breakdown in the barn and and the Queen of Hearts kind of gives her some good life advice. Uh, it was brought up one of my least favorite tropes that happens a lot, mm -hmm. which is when, um, oh. <laughs> when someone... <laughs> When a when a film tries to convince me that someone who is very pretty and very skinny is very fat and very ugly, it bothers me a lot. Because, hey, yeah. if you want to be a, have a plot line about a woman struggling with her weight, hire a plus-sized woman, not Rashida Jones, who like, oh, like, you can see a tiny bit of her stomach when she's wearing, when she's in her underwear. Rashida Jones, you're fucking gorgeous. And I'm sure you know this. But, like, so it just bothers me a bit when, when they make that a character's things to be like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. so upset that I'm so fat and ugly. And like, and not just she thinks it, it's like a well-known thing that's like, she, oh yeah, she's the overweight girl. And it's like, no, yeah. you're not. I, so obviously we're recording this around Christmas time. So obviously I've just seen Love Actually, which I also have that same problem with that movie because mm -hmm. there's a lot of that in there. And with this one, I did have the same like kind of initial reaction where she's talking about how fat and like plain she is or whatever. She's like, no guy would ever like me. But I thought what I got by the end of it was that that was more in her head. Like it wasn't like that because all what she when she's describing the experience with the best friend and the, the roommate, it didn't actually sound like anything that they had done. Were like we're like actually um like mean or dismissive to her like it was really just a situation that was totally in her head and mm -hmm. that's why there's that ending scene where adam like adam brody literally comes up to her and he's like you know that you're not actually fat you're genuinely a very pretty person i don't know why you keep saying like it has that same kind of reaction yeah 
Yeah, I. I, I it guess, is also the early two thousands. Yes, and they're, it was. It, it's it's it wasn't that bad, but it's one of those things because I watched something else recently that did it too. Where it's one of those things where I'm like, it wasn't love actually. No, it wasn't love actually. Mm. Um, but I watched one of those things where I was like, you are no, it's it's. I was, it was when I was rewatching Devil Wears Prada, and I'm like, <laughs> you want to try and tell me even for a second that Anne Hathaway is ugly and fat. <laughs> That it was a running joke, which which I get. I get yeah. that it was supposed to be like this ingrained. It was supposed to be like making fun of fashion and how like even being skinny isn't skinny enough or whatever. But like when people make comments about how like she was ugly, I'm like, no, she's Anne Hathaway. <laughs> what you are seen you her? talking about? Yeah. Um, but no, otherwise, genuinely very good. Uh, after she gets, after Rashida Jones gets this, um, which or she did have a character name, I just don't remember it, mm-hmm. so I feel kind of bad. Rashida Jones. After she gets this life advice, she's like. Uh, she's like, okay, maybe I'll try to be less miserable. And so she like goes out and is watching Barry dance in the rain. Cute, cute. Oh, it's so cute. It's very cute. It. And 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 she says something about how she like he's like, come dance with me. And she's like, I don't dance. And he's like, won't well, you need to learn to dance? Won't well, you need to know how to dance the wedding? And he's like, I'll teach you how to tango, which is like, whoa, big one to pull out of nowhere. Not just like I'll teach you how to like waltz, waltz. a little, but like tango. Yeah. And so she's like, okay. And so. They start tangling, but she's like having a because at this point she's wearing her really bridesmaid, bridesmaid yeah dress. the ugly bridesmaid dress because her other clothes got wet and she's like fidgeting with it and like then just gets mad and like rips it off. It didn't quite make sense, no. but I understand why they did it. So that she's just in her underwear and then for a second she's kind of standing there like ashamed because she's just in her underwear and then so Barry just gets naked too. So now they're both just in their underwear mm-hmm. in the rain and. Like, he teaches her how to tango, which the choreography for that with his cane was, like, Cute. really cool. And just an adorable scene of, like, them just kind of giggling and, like, her just kind of finally letting go and feeling a little bit yeah. like she doesn't need to be, like, so self-conscious. Um, there was something about the cinematography of that part where they're dancing in the rain that gave me really strong holes vibes. And I don't know what ooh. it is. I think it was just because it was maybe it was, like, the rain and shot from kind of above and just two people having a good wholesome time. Interesting. But like, Are you saying that the movie Holes is about people having a good wholesome time? The part where they're on the mountain eating onions is. Okay. The part with racism is not. <laughs> well, also the part with like, you know. Child abuse also not good. Child abuse and deadly lizards and Sigourney almost Sigourney Weaver, though, <laughs> is bad in that movie, but nice to look at. <laughs> Out of everyone that's nice to look at in that movie, you, ter- you chose Sigourney I Weaver. I love Sigourney Weaver. I'll watch like Dooley Hill. Obviously, yes, Dooley okay, Hill, but Sigourney- he does not have a good time in that movie. Well, yes, but um, but he's nice to look at. <laughs> he's very nice. Anyways, and then the the short film just ends with can her. We, can we not spoil the ending? The ending's cool. She gets emotional closure. Obviously, it's oh, a short yeah. film. Yeah, I think sure. everyone should go watch this. I think it's seventeen minutes. It's a really good. It is crappy quality. I don't know why. The it's the director who uploaded it. I don't know why she couldn't get that fucking seven twenty p at least. Don't but- be so rude. Yeah, that's 720p. <laughs> that's no, but yeah, it was genuinely very good, and I, I, I would recommend. Super great. Yeah. I, of, of any of the things we talked about today, definitely that's the one I would recommend. And it's most 17 to minutes, and it's Rashida Jones. Yeah. And Adam Brody. Yeah. How can you not? Which is like just another one of those weird things where it's just like these two people in my in my mind that I did yeah. not think would ever connect, and then they connected, and I'm like, what? I looked it up. There's like a couple cute pictures of them together at events. He, like he I think very pals. much Adam Brody is very much similar to me, like Darren Chris, where mm-hmm. it's like they're not famous, but they know just every famous person yeah. and so it's very confusing because like they're not famous but then you'll see them with like pictures of like the most famous people and you're like wait what how why are you with mark hamill or whatever yeah. like it's so why weird. are you with schmidt from new girl and why do you both look like that i know that has a good reason it was for a show okay i have you not seen assassination of gianni Versace? there's a lot of stuff that i haven't seen you're a fool anywho it's really good it's called roadside assistance Check Go it watch out. It. Go yeah. watch it. Um, so the last thing we're going to talk about is an episode that he was in of judging Amy. I, I'm going to put a warning right up front that, which first of all, I think we're only going to, I'm only going to talk about his plot line, not the other two plots. Fuck, but the other plot, I watched this whole episode. I did too. And they were very good. They were super sad and dark and intense. And I don't think we have the time to delve into all of them. We, I mean, maybe we can try, but I think it would be a lot to try and talk about all of them. But I didn't want to say, just a warning off the top, that uh, the plot line involving Adam Brody does heavily involve suicide. So we'll be talking about that a lot. So if that's something 
you uh, don't want to listen to, you should probably just jump out here. Yeah. Um, so, but with that. So about judging Amy. Can I get one thing out of my system really quick before we start? Goth Adam Brody, Goth Adam Brody, Goth Adam Brody. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so good. He has like full eye makeup on. He has like a tattoo on his forehead. I'm assuming it's just like eyeliner that he drew on the fucking weird symbol that's on his forehead, but it is so, so good. His the hair is like black hair. and spiky. It is so, oh my God, I want it injected straight into my veins. Yeah. I texted, I started watching that and so I was watching the first few scenes once again where it's like we're thrown into the end of the second season with no context. So I'm just like, okay, there's a woman there. Okay, her child. There's an older woman. Is that her mother? I know. Okay, a bike. I like had no idea what was going yeah. on. The moment Adam Brody showed up, which I, it took me a second because I was he was so not Adam Brody that I was like, and then I saw and I texted you the moment I said, you are not ready to see this goth so Adam good. Brody. Uh, it's very fantastic. He, he played the work. Uh, he played the work. He played the work. He worked it. <laughs> he worked it. Very. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He did. But um. The premise uh, of the show is that Amy is a judge. Yes. <laughs> Big shocker. She is. And this one case she has is about this uh, teenage boy. His name is... A Barry again. His name is Barry again. Was I wrong in the other thing then? I think he's Barry in everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's Barry all the way down. <laughs> it's Barry's all the way down. Um, but but he called himself Romeo a lot. And he's being... Was, wait, sorry. Wasn't his name like Barry Gilmore? I don't remember. I think it was, which I thought was weird because he had played a Barry previously for Growing Up Brady and then he's in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. So. He's pulling strings. No, wow. this is way before, this was before he was on Gilmore yeah. Girls, so. All connected. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was destiny. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry to interrupt um, you for that. Um, he, uh, anyways, this young teenager is being charged with accessory to manslaughter because he entered in a suicide pact with his girlfriend and then she died and he did not. Um, and so it kind of just follows, uh, that case and we learn the details of, um, their relationship. Yeah. That, that they're in this relationship and her parents didn't want them to be together and they were both very goth and, uh, dark and definitely depressed. And, um, and so when her parents had freaked out and finding them together, they made this pact that they were going to like kill themselves. And, um. And there's one part where they have like this psychiatrist come in to analyze their high school <laughs> art class paintings and say what is said about them. And apparently this woman from her, just from the painting, she could tell both their mental health and their sexual experience. Yes. Uh, she looked at yeah. this, she looked at this painting and said, she looked at the girl's painting and said, oh, these are very dark themes. She was definitely troubled and depressed, which like, I, I guess I, I could see where you could gauge that mm-hmm. from art. Once again, definitely not a perfect translation because people don't always, but I could get how you gauge that. But then she also said, oh, and she was very sexually experienced. That part's wild to me. Okay. So art therapy is a real thing. Art therapy is uh-huh. a real thing. People can, you can read into different people's, like what the mental state was while they were creating a, a work of art. That's a real thing. People have done it with Van Gogh, where you can like track where his big breakdowns were, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of work he was outputting. That's a real thing. I cannot imagine looking at, and her painting is super abstract too. It's just a random mess of lines. I can't imagine looking at that shit and being like, oh yeah, this person fucks. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then she <laughs> says about, she says about Barry's painting that it actually showed a lot of optimism and it also showed that he was sexually naive. Yeah, and, and he gets so mad. And then Barry has, uh, Romeo has quite an outburst, literally yelling, you can't tell me what my art means. Um, which once again, is just fantastic. This whole thing, like, we're talking about it kind of jokingly, but mm. it was very intense when I was watching it. It felt very intense. Like I said, the other two plot lines, which I don't... Also feel like really I intense. guess I didn't know, I didn't... Going into it, I was not expecting it to be this dark of a show. I don't know if it was an especially dark episode There's or if every... little kid is sleeping with the corpse of his dead mother because he doesn't want to admit that she's dead. Yeah, it it, it was rough. It was real. That's because the the suicide pact, I would say, was probably the lighter plot. It was the lighter part. Yep. And that's what I, so that's what I wanted to say is that in the beginning of the episode, uh, Adam Brody's goth teen character is very much kind of played in that stereotypical goth teen way. Where, like, you're like, okay, great, this was written by a 30-year-old, they have no fucking clue what they're talking about, this is gonna be really ridiculous and annoying. 
Um, it wasn't helped by the fact that, again, this is a show from 2000, so the way that people edited TV shows back then is the cheesiest fucking thing that you will ever see in your life. Um, and so it was kind of ridiculous in the start of the episode, like you weren't really sure what the, to- sure what the tone of that plotline was going to be. But there is a scene at the end where Adam Brody, we're, we're buried, the character Barry Romeo, is describing the events of like what transpired the night that they tried to go through with their suicide pact and like fully breaks down and is crying during the scene. And it is so like genuine and real that I was like, I was, I was speechless while watching it because I was like, I it's some quality acting for a fucking really bad 2000 show. It's, it's one of those things where I'm like, all of these shows that just like grabbed Adam Brody for a guest spot because he like wasn't big yet. I'm like, they, I don't think realized how lucky they were because they let the fuck out. He, you're right. He, that scene where he breaks down and he talks about it would also say, um, Amy's, Amy's tactic to get him to finally tell the truth. Not great. Yeah, I would say yelling at a teen that just attempted suicide until he breaks down and cries. Um, <laughs> not the best way to treat uh, mentally ill teenagers, but Generally but it got bad. the job done. And yeah, he had this breakdown and talked about how they had uh, acquired pills and they had taken pills, uh, but then they'd both thrown up and she had taken more and he hadn't because he had gotten too scared. And so she ended up dying and he didn't. And um and afterwards there's and and sadly that's kind of the last and you know he apologizes he says like you know he's there oh there's he's crying and he says he says i i I don't think it hurt her like that's why he was so scared is that like he wasn't as worried about about her her dying he just realized that like he got too scared and all of a sudden he had this fear that maybe she was really scared too and he Mm. couldn't he couldn't help her and so he's obviously struggling not feeling good about this and Sadly, that's kind. Of, we don't really get a wrap up scene with him with that character himself, which is kind of disappointing. But then the next scene we see is um, Amy, and the prosecutor is still being a bitch. She's like, she's like, he he admitted that he did it, blah blah blah. And Amy, luckily, being a parent and just a logical person, is like, this kid is troubled and feels terrible. Yeah. We are not going to charge him with accessory to manslaughter. Like, we're going to try and get him some help, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, because yeah, it was rough. It was rough to watch. A real, a very well done role mm. in. Once again, I was interested in in the show, not enough to be like, oh, I want to no. go watch this. But I was having never heard of it. I was shocked that they were tackling such big things, especially because I thought it was going to be like a sitcom. I thought it was a sitcom. Like, oh, judging, judging Amy, Amy definitely sounds like a sitcom. Title. But it's like, no, it's this very because the her main character's mother is a social worker mm-hmm. and like you said in this scene she was dealing with this kid whose mother had died and he i don't think we have to get into this because yeah. if we talk about it, i'm probably gonna edit okay. it out because it's a bummer no, we and a should half. definitely edit out we should definitely not talk about it so but you know i'm assuming with her as a social worker that has a lot of other things another couple in the show were grieving the loss of a child so she's like i was surprised and also that maybe gonna have an affair i was um i was surprised that that this like seemed like pretty impactful and what's in like not perfectly but pretty well done for those heavy mm-hmm. topics i was surprised i hadn't for heard a, about it a tv show from the 2000s yeah. they did the best with what they were given yeah once again i was i was shocked with that it was actually pretty i was like when i started watching and i saw it was 40 minutes and i was like no, yeah. i might just skip through the adam stuff but then i always start watching i was like actually i'm kind of enjoying this i'm gonna watch the whole thing um my 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 final thought that i'd like to give on this is that i ended it feeling a little robbed because I know that after Adam was on the OC, a lot of the roles that he were he was offered was kind of just Seth Cohen part two. And he does such a good job playing a like this very tortured, angry, goth character while still pretty clearly being Adam Brody. Like mm-hmm. he still has that little bit of snark to him. But like I don't know. I feel like we have we are going to have been robbed several years of a really wide variety of roles that he could have played. Yeah. That then he just wasn't offered. Yeah. But ready or not, and Kid Detective, maybe mark a sort of return to him being able to kind of just do whatever it is he wants and try out new personas. That would be my dream. What's your dream? I would love Adam Brody to star 
and something directed by Taika Waititi. Because oh I think yes. he is like the master of of mixing tragedy and comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think that Adam Brody could pull it off so well. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just genuinely blown away that it it was very good. Yeah, I don't. Um, have you seen Have you seen um, We still haven't sat down and watched The Nice Guys yet, have we? That movie with mm-hmm. Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Mm-mm. It's like one of my favorites of all time. And that director, he also did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I'm blanking on his name right now, but uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is um, Robert Downey Jr. I and, love every time you say that as if you don't have a laptop in front of you. That you yeah. Well, with. okay. So hang on then. Fine. <laughs> nice Guys. Directed by Shane Black, not related to Jack Black. I hope. Are you sure? Oh. Why do you hope? Because that I feel like an idiot that I didn't oh. know that. Matt Bomber is also in it. I forgot to mention that Matt Bomber is also in the Nice Guys. I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm pretty sure it's Matt Bomber. Are you sure? I'm not positive, but I'm like pretty sure. <laughs> how do you pronounce? <laughs> to be determined fuck you're right <laughs> it's literally he's it's here he tweeted it someone tweeted at him matt matt bomer how do you actually pronounce your last name and he said hi it's pronounced bow like bow and arrow mer rhymes with homer I, but i'm sure people will continue to call me bomber sorry matt i'm i'm you can't blame me for knowing i've seen white collar like five times so it's just anyway um, I don't feel like trivializing the seriousness of this plot with a weird rating system. So I'm just going to say, like, it's good. honestly, his acting. I need to finish 10, my thing brilliant. about the nice guys. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that Shane Black does this really cool thing where it's like um, his comedy is really, really tight and very funny while also being centered around pretty broken, fucked up characters. And that's another director that, fingers crossed, love to see Adam work with him someday. Let's write him a letter. I'm going to write Shane Black a letter. I'm also going to write Kieran Culkin a letter and say, where the fuck is the fifth episode of Go Fish? Say, hey, I know you're writing off Emmy High of Succession. Like, <laughs> Succession did really well. Like, season two was incredible. You guys are amped up for, like, the season three. It's gonna, mm-hmm. You know, I'm so excited. Um, however, I do want to know if you have a copy of the unaired episode of Go Fish. I would very much like it. Is there any chance of a reboot anytime <laughs> soon? Things are being rebooted all the time now. Go Fish, I think it's prime material. Maybe now he's a teacher at the high school and he like there's like a younger kid and he's like now helping this new freshman mm-hmm. through high school in the same way that he mm-hmm. tried to get through it himself. Although we don't know if he actually got through high school. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> he failed at high school. Um, in the same way that when we met met um, Adam, I made a reference to his brief appearance in the movie The Ring. I think if I ever met Kieran Culkin, I'd say, hey, I'm a big fan of your work. And he would be like, oh, thanks. Like, what what have you seen? I'd be like, I really love like, Go, Go Fish. Fish. Really love Go Fish. I did. I really like Go Fish. I really love Go Fish. I might watch Go Fish after this. <laughs> no shit. Like, n- not lying, I might go watch Go Fish. I genuinely think you should. It was a good show. Andy Dick. Like, how? it was so... <laughs> I'm just so confused. I love Andy Dick, too. Yeah. I was like... I, I wasn't was... clear if his character was supposed to be straight in this or not. That was never explained or elaborated no, I don't, on. I, I, think, I think he was straight, yeah. And he was a creep who was spent He's really so evil. much money on curtains. <laughs> on curtains and a little velvet bag for his gavel. <laughs> a little velvet bag. What's the max amount that you would spend on curtains? Max dollar amount that you'd spend on nice velvet curtains. On nice velvet curtains. If you wanted that for some reason. Okay, wait, okay, for full He's a drama teacher, so it makes sense. For full window. size actual an actual window, mm-hmm. I would spend like fifty bucks. Yeah. But He's, it was like a weird little, little teacher office door. Yeah, it was this like weird tiny window. So though that was like that was like three square feet of material, so it should not have cost that much. No. I guess it's not very good velvet. Oh, he probably bought it cheap. Yeah. If you're gonna embezzle, I say just go go fucking ham. <laughs> go all out. Yeah, get that fifteen hundo. Buy the you, nice velvet curtains. You think that that's what? Oh, okay. <laughs> How do we usually end this? Um, Usually, fuck if I know. Third episode. Um. Oh, I guess I will say if for some ungodly reason you'd like to hit us up, you can now hit us up on Twitter at Brody Quest Pod. Um. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Brody Quest. Uh, please join us again next week when we're going to be talking about um once and again his brief stint on once and a TV show called Once and Again. 
He's in three episodes, one per season. Um, and I'm really excited to. We're gonna be talking about that. something else too. Okay, we're gonna talk about once and again, and probably some other stuff too. Hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> we're fucking playing it fast and loose. Also, I we've never said this at the end of the ep- of an episode before because in our heads, I still I don't think that we're thinking of this as real yet. But subscribe to the <laughs> podcast if you like it. You should subscribe on your whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Like that'd be super cool. If you want to hear more. Or if you don't, you should still subscribe. And you can subscribe and then just not listen to them like I do with 80% of the podcasts in my feed right now. You could also, a really cool thing you do is if you don't like the show, you could go into your friend's podcast listener and subscribe them. You should do that anyway. Just subscribe everyone you know to our podcast. Yes. Um, Share it. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Don't tell Adam Brody, though. Not yet. Not yet. How hard do you think it would be for us to get on Zach Braff and Donald Faison's Very podcast? hard. I don't know what ego boost you had to even think about that question. How hard do you think it would be to get them on our podcast? <laughs> Once again, still probably pretty hard. Also, Which one's harder? I think it'd be harder to, for us to be on theirs. They'd be like, you're nobody. We don't want you on here. Sure. I think if we... if. If they if they happen to have their DMs open or check an email or something, and we make a really convincing case, they would maybe spare a few minutes to talk with us about what Adam Brody. Adam Brody, <laughs> do you guys like Adam Brody? You should come on our podcast. Hey Zach, I sat through all fucking hour forty nine minutes of Garden State. You could do me a fucking solid come on Adam Brody podcast. That would be the second email I'd send. Hey, Zach Braff, you tricked me into watching a very bad season of Scrubs just because you voiced over a couple of episodes. So the the the, the very least you could do hey, to Zach, believe me. Saw you as the monkey in Wizard of Oz and it fucking sucked. <laughs> hey, oh, I was about to say that. that's way too mean. So thank you once again for listening. I'm Rainy. I'm Shannon. And acknowledge us now. Or lose us forever. I forgot. I said acknowledge. And then I was like, what's the quote? <laughs> I literally, my brain broke for a second. I was like, I'm not going to do it right. I saw terror in your eyes for a moment. <laughs>